Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Wednesday edition for Bible Tract Echoes. Here we are in the middle of the week. I hope that even if your week did not start off well with you being faithful and spending some time with the Lord, that beginning today, you get back on track, begin your day in God's Word and in prayer. Before you go meet the world, meet with your Savior, meet with the God of all glory and God of all truth, and let's be prepared to go face a world that we can live out the gospel and share the gospel. Well, right now, my Bible is sitting open. It's sitting open to the book of Titus, Titus chapter one. If you can reach over, get your own copy of God's word and join me there. I've got a gospel tract in my hand and I want to tell you about it. It's one that I use. I use quite frequently. It's entitled writing the religious merry-go-round, but let me lead into our Bible study time this way. Recently, I read of a story about a military funeral. The pastor was asked by the military honor guard and the military men carrying the casket to lead them in a very solemn formation out the door to the waiting vehicles. The pastor took his role seriously except for one thing. He led the whole procession into a janitor's room. Everybody had to make a retreat. Everybody had to kind of regroup and do some reconnoitering to find the exit door. I I tell you this for one simple reason. Leaders need to know where in the world they're going. If they don't, everybody's going to be in a mess. The military branches of our nation have been taking the finding and the training of leaders very seriously for a very long time. Local churches are just as much in need of good leaders as any military unit. Finding and developing these local church leaders is usually not all that easy. The passage before us this week is going to help us towards the end of finding and preparing healthy leaders. Let me show you. Get your Bible and join me, please. Titus and chapter 1. Dear friend, for 80 years, Bible Track Incorporated has been publishing gospel tracts in different languages and sending them out free of charge all over the world. By the way, a gospel tract is simply a short written presentation of God's word. The one in my hand writing a religious merry-go-round was designed to give out to people who are very religious. They go to church. They may teach Sunday school. They may be some kind of lay leader in their church, but they're hoping by their religiosity that they'll be fit for heaven. What this gospel tract does is say this, you can be very, very religious and not be saved from your sin. Who was it that Jesus had the greatest difficulty with? with in his earthly ministry. It was the very, very religious. They thought they were okay to meet God. Friend, unless you've been born again, born from above. That's what Jesus talked about in John chapter three with Nicodemus, except the man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Well, this gospel tract is very simple, very short, very clear. It talks about the fact that good works cannot save, that religion cannot save. It talks about the fact that sincerity cannot save, but then it lays out what it takes to be born again, saved from your sin, saved from the the condemnation of hell. It's in the person of Jesus Christ, and that's why he died on the cross. Great gospel tract, riding the religious merry-go-round. 
At the end of the broadcast, my announcer will give you three different ways by which you can contact us. Please do that. Give us your name. Give us your mailing address. We'll send you a sample packet containing one each of all of our English gospel tracks. There's over 40 tracks in the sample packet, including this one, Riding the Religious Merry-Go-Round. 80 years we've been publishing tracks, giving them away to God's people, free of charge, paying the shipping, doing that all over the world. Friend, if you're looking for a way to expand your witnessing impact, think about helping us do the work of the gospel. If your Bible's open in front of you, go to Titus chapter 1, verse 5 and 6 and 7 says this, For this cause left I in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly, for a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre. We'll stop reading right there. We've already dealt with the opening four verses of the chapter. Those were the introduction there to the book of Titus. But now, at verse 5, Paul gets down to the heart of why he's writing this letter to Titus. Verses 5 through 9 deal with the character of healthy church leaders. When we get to verses 10 through 16, they're going to deal with the correction needed to be done by healthy church leaders. And my title for the entirety of chapter one is simply this, healthy leaders. If you're going to allow me for a minute, let me just simply give you an overview, a thumbnail sketch of what we're going to find here in chapter one. My thumbnail sketch goes like this. Healthy church leaders are people who can promote God's truth and protect God's saints. Let me say that again. Chapter one is about the fact that healthy church leaders are people who can promote God's truth and protect God's saints. Now, that's it in a nutshell. That's what chapter one is all about. Our paragraph here, which is really verses 5 through 9, is about the character of healthy leaders. And first of all, Paul tells Titus to appoint healthy leaders. Then Paul was going to give to Titus the attributes of those healthy leaders. So those are my two key outline points for verses 5 through 9. The word appoint, appoint leaders, and then the attributes, the attributes for those leaders. Look again, look again at verse 5. Listen as I read it again. For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. Three things I want to notice. First of all, the status of Titus, his status. He had been appointed by Paul. Now, the apostle Paul was just that. He was an apostle. And the apostles had a role of authority that no longer exists today. It no longer exists. There was this new entity called the church that was being formed. It was in its formative stages. And Jesus prepared his apostles to set the church up correctly. Paul gave to Titus some of his apostolic authority to appoint elders in the local churches there on Crete. So first of all, the status of Titus. The second thing that we see here in verse 5 is the situation in the churches. 
the situation in the churches. Paul and Titus had been doing church planting there in the island of Crete, but Paul had to leave before it was fully completed, before the local churches were fully prepared to be self-governing. The churches are described in verse 5 as being, first of all, not in order, and secondly, being in want. They're not in order, and they're being in want. These are two very descriptive terms. When Paul says to set things in order, did you know those were the words that were used by a medical doctor that day when they met a person who had a broken bone, like a broken leg? The doctor would have to set the bone so that the leg could heal and the person could walk normally. Now, here it's not used of the fact that the church had been broken, but that they needed a fixed and stable structure so they could walk on their own, walk with local national leaders who were well-established. When we come to that word wanting, it simply means something was absent, something was missing or lacking. Well, these local churches were not prepared to walk on their own strength because they lacked healthy, spiritual leaders. Even many established local churches these days are lacking healthy, strong, spiritual leaders. And we could say that those churches in today or any era would be in wanting and needed some things set, some bones set in their local churches. All right, we've talked about the status of Titus. We've talked about the situation in the churches. Number three, the solution. What's the solution to unstable local churches? Well, beloved, you and I have heard and said for years that everything rises and falls on what? (laughs) Absolutely. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And it's true. These local churches needed men called elders. That's what they're called in verse 5. They're called bishops there in verse 7. Now, those two words, they don't describe two different sets of leaders. Both of those words refer to the same man or same, same group of men. One of those words has a Jewish background and one has a Gentile background. In the synagogues, the Jewish people had leaders called elders. In the Gentile temples, false temples, they had leaders called bishops. Both men did the same function for their people in their setting. Now, all the Holy Spirit does here is use words that the believers were used to so they could quickly understand just how these men were going to function in this local church there. You and I tend to use the word pastor today, but we could call our pastors elders or bishops. It's biblically correct to do so, although we've kind of fallen in love with the word pastor. What a great title, pastor. For 30 years, I had the privilege for people to look at me and call me their pastor. No sweeter title in all the world than that. Well, these elders were to oversee the work of the local churches there in Crete. They were to be leaders. They were to be managers. They were to be supervisors. They were to be in charge. This same idea and same meaning is used, by the way, of husbands leading their homes. Now, may I politely say that no husband had better lead as a dictatorial leader who never uh, needs input from his wife. They better not do that. They're going to find their, themselves clobbered with a, with a cast iron skillet one of these days. Well, no local church elder is to be a dictator. 
The first Peter five tells us that. Now, as we have quickly see here, the local church elder leads through the teaching of God's word. That's where his leadership, power, and authority comes from. It comes from his handling of the word of God. Chapter one is gonna talk about church leaders, men that you and I would call pastors. We could call them elders. Some churches call their guys elders. I think an elder needs to have the call of God upon his life. Now, we need to pray that God gives to every local church powerful leaders who exercise their role by using the clear teaching of God's holy and errant and inspired scriptures. If you are part of a church where the Bible is not opened and not utilized, may I politely say, you very likely are part of a church that doesn't have a capable pastor, elder, bishop in its helm. There is no authority in the local church of human authority. It all comes from the truth of God's word being handled by a godly, living, spirit-empowered pastor or elder or bishop. We need to pray for these men. I have a pastor. I pray for him daily that God would use him to lead in my life. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.